Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Last week, I talked a little about the goodness of the Lord and quoted Psalm 2713. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So I thought this week I would take up the subject of what it means to lose heart. Just talk a little more about how to resist that temptation to lose heart. What does losing heart really mean? Well, it means getting discouraged or giving up, losing hope. And there are so many things in this life that could tempt us to lose heart and do tempt us to lose heart. Maybe you are childless or unmarried and you've prayed for years and years. Well, don't lose heart. Or your loved one is ill and not getting better. Or you're surrounded by obstacles or disappointments. None of these things should cause us to lose hope. Why? Because we have a Savior and we have hope in Him. So let's look at a few Bible verses and see what we can learn about losing hope. And I was thinking, where would we go if we didn't have the Bible? You know, we would just have to make up weird, trite sayings that had no foundation at all. And this is God's Word, and it's directly speaking to our hearts and minds, and so we can believe it and act upon it. And what a gift that is to us. So, first reference is in Luke 18. This is the parable of the unjust judge and the widow who kept coming. Luke 18, 1, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And this is the parable of the unjust judge and the widow who kept coming. And how much more will God hear us when we keep praying and we don't give up? Jesus said it, men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So don't give up asking God. Keep praying. He wants you to continue to pray always. So don't lose heart. 2 Corinthians 4.1, another aspect of not losing heart. The last verse in chapter 3, followed by the first verse in chapter 4. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Have you received mercy from the Lord? Well, I believe we can all say amen and yes to that. Then we don't give up. We've received mercy. We do not lose heart. No matter how hard the trials, we encourage our heart in the Lord and with the scriptures. And we run to the promises. The Christian life is always countercultural. It's not what the world would do. We are doing the opposite <laughs> in so many ways. It's always been this way. So when things pile up, we don't lose heart. We have the promises to run to and a Savior to run to. More from 2 Corinthians, that fourth chapter, verses 15 through 17. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, 
which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. All right. All things are for your sakes. Grace has spread through the many and causes thanksgiving to abound. So anytime you need a pep talk, I highly recommend this part of 2 Corinthians as your go-to. Chapter 4. This is the kind of theology we need. This is the kind of foundation we have under us that we, we need to remind ourselves of. We see the grace of God at work, and so we abound in thanksgiving. And though we see our outward man perishing, which it most certainly is, yet we see our souls growing in the midst of affliction. And that inward man is, Paul tells us, being renewed day by day. And this enables us to see our afflictions by faith, not by a worldly sight, but in the gospel light. We see they are light, they're temporary. When we start to lose heart, we see our afflictions as heavy and long-term, maybe never-ending. But faith tells us otherwise. They are short and sweet because they're working for us something amazing that we can't begin to understand. That exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And this is why we do not lose heart. Then in Galatians 6, 9, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Okay, it seems to be a common failing that we have, a common temptation. Thus, these different references to it, different circumstances, can cause us to begin to lose heart. So growing weary while doing good is one of those. Here's just a wonderful uh, section from Matthew Henry about these verses. So listen to Matthew Henry. Here is a further caution given to us, not to be weary in well-doing. As we should not excuse ourselves from any part of our duty, so neither should we grow weary in it. There is in all of us too great a proneness to this. We are very apt to flag and tire in duty, yea, to fall off from it, particularly that part of it which the apostle has here a special regard, that of doing good to others. This, therefore, he would have us carefully to watch and guard against. And he gives us very good reason for it. Because in due season we shall reap if we faint not, where he assures us that there is a recompense of reward in reserve for all who sincerely employ themselves in well-doing, that this reward will certainly be bestowed on us in the proper season, if not in this world, yet undoubtedly in the next. If we grow weary of it and withdraw from it, we shall not only miss of this reward, but lose the comfort an advantage of what we've already done. But if we hold on and hold out in well-doing, though our reward may be delayed, yet it will surely come and will be so great as to make us an abundant recompense for all our pains and constancy. Note, perseverance in well-doing is our wisdom and interest as well as our duty, for to this only is a reward promised. So I particularly like that phrase, Hold on and hold out in well-doing. Don't grow weary and lose heart. He wants us to set our eyes on the reward, on being faithful, and not to give up like we're so often tempted to do. And what the unbelievers have no real reason to not give up. But we do. We have a reason. So finally, let's look at one more verse, one more reference. Ephesians 3.13 Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. 
Sometimes we can lose heart over the tribulations of others, but in Paul's case, his tribulations were on behalf of the whole church, as is often the case. So remember, when fellow Christians are suffering for their faith, do not lose heart. This is our glory as well as theirs. So to sum up, don't lose heart when your prayers are not immediately answered. Keep praying. Do not lose heart because you have received mercy. Don't lose heart when you see your body failing and perishing or when you don't see an end in sight as you're working hard unto the Lord. There will be a reward. And don't lose heart over the tribulations of those who labor in the Lord. They are your glory. This is what faithful Christians must learn and believe to navigate this life of ours in a way that pleases our faithful God and will bear much fruit. We sometimes think that we need to wait until someone comes along to encourage us, and though that is a blessing, of course, being encouraged by others, but we can't wait around for that to happen. We have to encourage ourselves. So, ladies, self is what you say. Self, take heart, stand firm, hold fast. Don't give way to disappointments. Hold on and hold out and look up and do not lose heart. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to the Feminine Podcast. Just in case you haven't heard, Rebecca Merkel's new documentary, Eve in Exile, The Future of Femininity, has arrived. Just go to MyCanonPlus.com and subscribe to watch today.